0: Y'all to the Direct Examination Podcast. My name is Joseph Beas. I'm Dane Phillips. Dane, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing great. We're here in a packed, packed conference room. Yes, if you have seen the uh, show notes, you see that we have a full room today with a lot of illustrious guests. As you know, Dave, we have nothing but illustrious <laughs> guests here on the Direct Examination Podcast. The bar is set so high. So speaking of bar, and you're so good at segues. Dave, so we're recording this. What's today's date? Like the 9th. The 9th. Okay. So I little. can tell you, you've slid right into that general counsel role. I'm so, so easy. good. Like,
1: what day is it? Is it
0: a... You know, well, every, every day is flip. a great day when you're working for the state of South Carolina, Dave. That check just keeps showing up. <laughs> Strangely enough, once a month. I don't know if you do that once a month. So anyway, it's that big. (laughs) (laughs) We'll cut all that out. All right. So anyway, it is October 9th. We found out today, Dane, that the South Carolina, um, takers of the bar powers that be the, yeah, the, the, the Supreme Court and those who's grading them. The bar results come out this Friday. So by the time you hear this podcast, We will have already filed a grievance because how dare they get their results early? We are very upset about this. They're getting them about two or three weeks early. Um, I don't know if this is good news for the people who have taken it or not, but if you are listening, if you are waiting on raw results, well, I guess you will have found out by now. I think it just affirms my assumption all over the years that they were always done and they just sat there and... Yeah. And just pure purgatory waiting. I think really what happened is they graded it by the end of September and during the month of October, they're just sitting there letting they wait and just and just, <laughs> just, just yeah, just watching social media anxiety just build up and whatnot. So anyway, if you're just got bar results back, congratulations. If you didn't get the results that you wanted, it's going to be OK. I promise you it's fine. You, you got this. You got this. They're so um, yeah, there's always February, and uh, we believe in you here at the uh, Direct Examination Podcast. And if you have passed, congratulations. We Big lo- shout out to all those who do, and if you don't, give us a call. That's right. We uh, look forward. To uh, seeing all you of that, yeah. Two future. mentors here that are willing to talk to you. Absolutely, and maybe Amber if she's feeling up. <laughs> right. Um. Amber is not here today. Um. We have enough guest hosts to kind of uh, get by. We wish her the best in her, uh, you know, pregnancy <laughs> related.
1: Uh... We are we are close to the finish line of the the pregnancy. So, are we are are down our red judicata? But she will be back
0: soon. We hope. Yeah. Either that, or she's joining another <laughs> podcast without telling us. That is not. Is she divorced? Forcing us. I for don't, the, well, she. I know uh, she'd be the one. Maybe Dane, More importantly, you celebrated birthday this uh, past weekend. Congratulations. So I'm like halfway to my death, thirty five years old, right, give or take. If thirty five is halfway, if I'm, if I'm lucky. Yeah, that's true. I mean, shout out to you. <laughs> but happy birthday to you. Thank you. Um, you've joined the thirty five <laughs> club. Uh, our the other birthday tomorrow is our producer Brendy. Yeah. So happy birthday to you, Brendan. Apparently I'm more than halfway to my death since I'm I older than Dan. I just say as the most uh, experienced person on the podcast, uh, we wish you happy birthday. And guys, distinguished. Distinguished. I couldn't let that go without something special. So. Oh Oh dear. Oh dear. We have a happy birthday <laughs> cookie cake for us and the guests. So that to council rolls just fit you Look, I'm just saying, I'm a man of the people now, so <laughs> we serve the people. So, for the first time in direct examination podcast history, we will be eating a cookie cake <laughs> while we are recording.
2: Because we have- the sounds of eating on the yes. microphone are just the
0: best. Everyone's going to love this. Everyone's <laughs> going to appreciate it. And if you're listening to this, you're going to wish Brindy and Dane happy birthday on social media. We would like a, you to sing in the car as you drive to work or yeah. while you're driving. Yeah, exactly. As you listen to this, just know this could be you in this room, but you playing. And every guest in here is sitting there. Why did we agree to be I mean, on
1: so
2: far broadcast? on this podcast, we've had beer, candy, <laughs> right. now cookie cake. Now
0: cookie cake. The beer sounds did play well. The the beer, yeah. the, because we cracked it open yeah, like right next to All right, perfect. so anyway, we have people here who probably want us to talk about it. probably want to get back to their normal lives. Yeah, We're nobody wants to hang properly. out with lawyers at 5.30 in the afternoon, so we certainly appreciate it. Um, it's we, not that bad. Well, yeah, because she <laughs> just got cookie cake. i
2: just saying, I do it every week. It's not
0: that bad. <laughs> Good point. All right. So uh, we wanted to do an episode on the South Carolina Mock Trial Program. Uh, It's obviously something that is near and dear to our hearts. If you've listened to the episodes before, you know about the impact it's had on me. So it is with great, great enthusiasm and excitement that I welcome our guest today, Cynthia Cothran, who, if you have had anything to do with the South Carolina Bar Program, you know that she is the guru of the program. She plans and oversees the operation of the South Carolina Bar Law Related Education Division is responsible for coordinating Mock Trial Program, Project Citizens, Law for Teachers and the Supreme Court Institute in her 17 years last week, 17 years at the bar, she's been responsible for training thousands of middle and high school students in law related education, some of which become lawyers some of which are in this room today. So I have told Cynthia this to her face, but thank you for all you do. Now, some of those alums are with us here today. Megan Gresham is an attorney with South Carolina Legal Services. She participated in mock trial in Dutch Fork High, Furman University, and USC Law School. And in her free time, and of course, if you work for legal services, you have a lot of free time, I'm assuming, um, I, obviously, <laughs> um, if in her free time, Megan volunteers as a judge for the South Carolina mock trial competitions and had. Having been in front of uh, Judge Gresham with uh, my group, uh, she is very good at what she does in that role. Alex Mindy is a 3L at the University of South Carolina Law School, but started his experience with law at Myrtle Beach High School, where he was a member of that school's mock trial team. Alex won Most Effective Attorney at that level, and of course, now he's competing for the law school's mock trial team in the spring semester. And finally, we don't play favorites here on the pod. Well, a little bit. Well, we absolutely play favorites. I don't even know why it's I said our, that. It's our podcast. Right. <laughs> of course. I guess by the fact that they're here, they're favorites. But Caroline Williamson is a freshman at USC. Caroline is an alum of the Richland Northeast mock trial team. Wait, didn't... Wait. Didn't you covet? You're the yes, coach. That right? means she was one of the students yes. I coached. Um she was a part of that mock trial team, which made it to state the past two years. Did, um, wait, what'd you say? They made it to the state competition oh. the past two years. Caroline, which years were you on the mock trial team?
3: My junior and senior year. Yeah, that would
0: be right. The past two years. (laughs) Where she was selected by the coaches as last year's MVP. And in her first year, Caroline made the mock trial team at USC. She is a journalism major in her freshman year. So, in the presence presence of Rockstar. In (laughs) the presence of Rockstar. So, Cynthia, Megan, Alex, Caroline, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, of course. Absolutely. Thank Thank you. All right. We're going to start with Cynthia. So, starting out, At some point, you said, I want to join the South Carolina, I'm going to work at the South Carolina Bar, and I'm going to spend all my time coordinating this weird little program where people get to pretend to be lawyers. Tell us about how you kind of got to that decision and what you've kind of seen through your 17 years at the bar, you know, since you started.
4: Oh, sure. Well, I started 17 years ago, as you said, at South Carolina Bar in the law-related education division. Uh, I did not know anything about mock trial when I started, but I started learning about it. I went to some of the best attorney coaches in the state that had a winning history to learn about it and just built the program from there. Uh, when I started 17 years ago, we had three middle schools competing, and right now we have registered 44 teams competing statewide, so wow. we have grown substantially over the years. I coordinate the middle school and the high school mock trial program through the South Carolina Bar, and we're very proud of the students that come through the program and experience it, but also be able to work with all the attorney volunteers. We have an amazing group of attorneys throughout our state that support this program as coaches and as judges. So
1: under this kind of, uh, basically under your leadership and seeing this uh, incredible growth, what has been some of the biggest things, kind of the, you know, the learning experiences that I guess what's the most memorable part of being part of this process that you've grown it from, you know, where it was 17 years ago till today?
4: I think the memorable part is just watching the students grow and be, find themselves, find the passion, find the confidence. We have a lot of students that start out in mock trial very shy, who might, may not even speak up for themselves, who all of a sudden have that confidence that was instilled in them by their coaches, um, to see the students that start out as bailiffs and are now attorneys in, in real profession, not just as acting as an attorney for mock trial, but as their profession, just to see that growth. It's just, it's very rewarding. It's a very rewarding experience
0: working with this program. So, so we can get an idea of kind of the numbers that we're dealing with. Do you have any information on how many students participate in mock trial each year? Yes. Thereabouts? Yes. So, well,
4: we have... Probably 700 students in the middle school program, and then eight, probably the same number, if not higher, in the high school program. But that number fluctuates from year sure. to year.
0: So, and that's throughout the state of South Carolina. So, we obviously have a South Carolina Central Podcast. So, if you're listening to this and, you know, maybe too late for middle school this year, but your kid could do high school mock trial if your high school has it this year.
4: Oh, absolutely. And probably that number is actually on the low side now that I think about it. It's probably over a 1,000 students a year if <laughs> you start looking at the numbers times each school in the state (laughs)
1: well one of the things that kind of comes to mind is kind of the impact of mock trial obviously we have a prime example sitting here before us uh from (laughs) our illustrious coach who was uh you know a student then worked his way through i'd love to know the Data on not just people that become lawyers, but the success of the students who spend the time to devote to mock trial, the skills they learn, you know, what their, co- basically the college acceptance rate is, and then what they ultimately uh, get into as far as a profession. I, you know, I imagine that the data would be amazing that most of the people who learn a lot of those skills, it transfers very well uh, throughout the rest of their life.
4: Oh, it absolutely does. And we have students that have pursued college as a result of their participation in mock trial that weren't even looking at college prior to their experience. Um, tracking if they go to law school is a little harder, of course, though, because uh, there's four years of college in between law schools. Right, so right. we hear about it from our attorney coaches about the success stories of the students. But just being able to pursue even a college education is a big deal uh, as a, participate, a participant in mock trial. So
0: I'm curious as far as the timeline, because all of the other people around this table, which we'll get to, you know, are kind of on the competitor end or the judges end, but you're in the planning phase. So talk to us a little bit just, and this is selfish out of my curiosity about the planning phase. So when do you start planning for the new year? When are you writing the case? When, you know, kind of take us through a year of your planning for the eventual competition that happens in either November or February. Oh,
4: my goodness. I'm laughing inside of my head because if uh, the folks in my office were here, they'd say, oh, my gosh, she plans two years out. (laughs) If not further, uh, we're always planning ahead. Okay. So um, folks think that mock trial is just from November to March and then we're over. But it really is a revolving, breathing thing. Um, We are... So let's just start with July. So in the summertime, we are working on the cases themselves. We're developing the cases. We are reviewing the rules with our committees and looking at what needs to be improved for the year. So we're updating our competition rules. We're updating all of our resources. We are loading all that on the websites and coordinating all at the same time our courthouse locations, and then promoting to our schools and the registration process. We overlap two programs, the middle school and the high school program. Middle school is in the fall, high school is in the spring, so while we're coordinating the middle school mock trial competition, we're also registering high school mock trial at the same time. Right. But in the summertime, we're also writing cases. And so we adopt cases or we write cases from scratch, and we're having multiple meetings with different attorneys reviewing those cases and getting those ready. So right now, we're in the process of recruiting judges and registering schools and coordinating all the logistics, uh, the security, the hotels, the all of the little tiny details that you
0: can imagine for attorneys listening you hear themselves. that we need volunteers <laughs> right so one we of the, the things that we right. right. one, right. one, one of the things that we definitely want to mention is you know this program is, is sponsored by the bar but really it's lifeblood or some of the attorneys where they have to come in and judge and and be on the scoring panels and so you need volunteers for those
4: oh yes we need attorney coaches we need judges um, we, we need any anybody who wants to help. All hands on deck. <laughs> hands right. on
0: deck. So, what are the dates? We're this we're recording this in, it, at the beginning of October. We're still looking for volunteers for some dates. So what are some dates that if somebody's listening to this, they need to call or email you and say, "Hey, I'm raising my hand, I can sign up for it, if they want to judge."
4: Well, the first thing to know is that we're statewide. So we have five locations happening at the same time. But November 9th, we're in we have two locations in Lexington, we have one in Greenville, one in Georgetown, and one in Conway. And so our dates are November 9th and February 22nd.
0: Okay, so if you're listening and you want to get involved with the judging part, November 9th and February 22nd all across the state. November 9th is the middle school yes. competition and February 22nd the high school. Um, and if you want to be an attorney coach, they can contact you as well, right? Absolutely. We can connect them with the school. Right. And what's your favorite, middle school or high school? I, I
4: don't have a favorite. Oh, no, They're, both got a joke. They're both wonderful. They're both wonderful. Like a true, like she's
1: she's hanging <laughs> around she with lawyers. She's <laughs> giving the uh, yeah, she it depends running. answer. It's great. Um, well, let's get to the meat of it. Joseph was your coach, Caroline. How was it? scale <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs>
0: <laughs> As that. I as I <laughs> slip her uh, some cash.
3: <laughs> no, he was great. Uh, everything I knew about lawyers was changed because I thought of them as kind of.
1: Well S- sleaze Sleazebags
3: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe but you know She
1: says in
0: front of Three lawyers And
1: one to me I would going, say It wasn't a good thing Right The basic public perception Is not good And then he helped Change that he became the face of all <laughs> lawyers in South Carolina.
3: I guess I would say I wouldn't know how to approach lawyers. And then meeting Joseph, I knew. Oh,
1: so mm-hmm. he just lowered that. Yeah, thing. I <laughs> lowered
3: the
0: bar <fire> after all.
1: <laughs> there, there, there was this wall of kind of this veil that was there. That right.
0: That we were professional <laughs> and smart and just, whatever else. And I just <laughs> go in there and, you know, take the air out of that uh, balloon. Um, so we'll, we'll come back to it. I'll let you <laughs> think of, you know, answer the question. Megan, so you've kind of sat on the bench. I've seen you in the robe. Uh, but you actually started this out in seventh grade. I,
2: I did. I, I was, uh, how old are you in seventh grade? Like what, 11?
0: Give a Yeah. I mean, yeah, twelve, yeah, 12, 13,
2: 11 or yeah. twelve, um, thirteen, yeah, Some somewhere around yeah. there. Uh, my friends were like, "Hey, we're doing mock trial. You should do it too." Well, what what is that? I don't know what that is. You get to pretend to be a lawyer and argue. Okay, sign me up. So,
0: <laughs> and and you obviously, I mean, I'm stuck with it. You're a lawyer. To, what? <laughs> What impact did that program I mean at some point you had to make a decision, this is kind of what I'm gonna stick with for the rest of my life, you know what impact did the work of people like Cynthia um have on your future career?
2: Oh, it's unequivocal. I would not be a lawyer if it had not been for mock trial. Um there is no way, no chance. If I had not been doing mock trial, um, I, I would never have gone to law school. I would never have, have pursued that. Um, I wanted to be an ER trauma surgeon. Wow. That, that's what my career goals were going into high school.
1: And then how do
4: you I feel been, about that now?
2: Well, <laughs> and then I took biology. Yeah, <laughs> and as long so big on our science or our math. Um, Very true. (laughs) I didn't even step foot in those buildings in college.
1: Pretty much across the board, that's that's not good for us. Like, not (laughs) not Um, once. So
2: I took biology in like 10th grade and said, this is not for me. (laughs) What am I going to do with my life? Hey, I'm doing that mock trial thing. So let's go with that. Um, So that's why I decided to be a lawyer. And if I had not been doing mock trial, it would never have gone that way.
1: And now you do God's work at SE Legal Services, helping people who truly need help?
2: I do well, I don't know about doing God's work, but I do the, the work of the people and trying to reach the people and get legal services to the people who um, need them, I think, the most, those who can't afford lawyers. Um, so, I, yeah, it's a it's a fantastic job. I love working there.
1: And so for our listeners who might have not caught a previous podcast where we had someone on from S.E. Legal Services. Jennifer fabulous
2: Jennifer That's right.
1: Jennifer I, So they're basically the public defender's of course, help people who are unable to afford an attorney on the criminal side. SC Legal Services is able to provide those uh, legal representation of people who can't on civil and administrative matters and some family court matters.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I do primarily family court. I'm funded by the Victims of Crime Act, VOCA. Uh, so I, I typically represent survivors of domestic abuse or in cases where the children have been subject to abuse or neglect. So custody cases or divorce cases, that's typically what
0: I do. Sounds like God's word to me. That's right. So since Cynthia didn't give us a answer, (laughs) I know you've judged both. Do you have a favorite of judging middle school or high school?
2: They're my favorite in different ways. So middle school is the feel-good favorite, like, these kids are 10 or 11. Like, they're so little, and they're so cute, and they've gone, and they've bought their first suit, and it doesn't That's my thing, yes. And it's just the most precious, heartwarming thing you've ever seen in your life, and I just want to adopt them all. I'm just They all have parents. They don't need me. (laughs) But I want to, like, gather them in my loving lawyer arms and say how (laughs) cute they are. Um, but they are also fierce advocates at that age, and and they're precious. Um, but high school is my favorite um, intellectually. You know, it, it's challenging, and these kids kids. I mean, they're they are kids. They know mm-hmm. the rules better than a lot of the lawyers I, I know. Probably most most yes. of the lawyers I know, and they challenge me, and it's fun to to get the brain working on those issues.
0: Yeah, the oversized suits of middle school is hard to beat. I love oh, the oversized suits. It's, so it's the <laughs> best. If you want to judge anything, judge middle school and just look at the oversized suits and them pronouncing words that they're so proud that they got through. It's, it's just, it's the just best. too much. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. so cute. Alex. So you are now. In law school, you're a three L. You can see the light. He can see the light, although he's hearing about bar results now. So (laughs)
5: I I see the light, and then I had a storm (laughs) blowing uh, above my head. So I mean, it's in the distance, but there. A event awaits. Don't worry. Oh yeah. So
0: you were telling us before the podcast how you got into mock trial, (laughs) and it was kind of your mom made you do it, or (laughs) yeah, yeah.
5: It's an interesting story. So about sophomore year of high school, I was kind of I remember sitting down at a guidance counselor meeting. To discuss careers and and this kind of stuff. And, and sat down with my mom and they said, Well, what do you want to do for a living? And I, I couldn't think of anything at that time. And I said, I, I just looked at her and said, I would love to own a surf shack on the beach. That's all I would want to do and <laughs> just relax on the beach sure, all day. Sure. And, and so I think it kind of worried my mom a little bit, <laughs> as, um, it <laughs> as, as it should have. And um, so we're riding back from soccer practice one night, and she just kind of looks at me and she's like, you know think you'd be a a really good attorney and i was like well what makes you think that and she's like well you're really smart you're good on your feet you know you you like to argue a ton so i mean this might be something you want to do and i think the high school has got a mock trial team and maybe that would be something you're interested in and i wouldn't wasn't involved in any clubs or anything at that time in high school just played sports and which is like, you know what, I'll reach out and join the mock trial team and ended up falling in love with it and had so much fun. And um, I remember that first trial we had, we went up against our rivals, North Myrtle Beach, and we'd heard it a whole year. It's like, oh, North Myrtle, they're so good. They're so good. And, um you know, I got to serve as as one of the, the council against... North Myrtle and we effectively in my opinion won that case crushed, by, them. Uh, crushed him I mean yeah. I had one of the best cross examinations which is kind of Look, it's in been a few years you can talk <laughs> trash the statute oh, yeah. of limitations and, oh, please. <laughs> and just, and so
0: if you're from North Myrtle Beach Alex Mende wiped the floor with you wiped the tra- absolute floor <laughs> with you <laughs> sure.
5: absolutely and, and it was one of the it was an awesome experience I mean it is a funny story. You may want to cut this, but it, it's a funny story. Uh, I was given that cross-examination and just pounding that witness, and the witness was terrible. Didn't know the lines and uh, didn't know anything about the case. Just pounding, pounding, and pounding. And all of a sudden, an objection comes from behind me, and it's this really pretty red-headed girl. That it was in code council and she was so intimidating she was just strong and just mm-hmm. powerful and she gets up and she unbuttons a, a, a part of her shirt what are and, y'all teaching what's happening in high school yeah, yeah. and 15 year old alex mena looks at her and just absolutely goes loss of words oh, it's Just yeah. is just is just what? It's what? Oh, your voice starts
0: going up and uh, you start uh, yeah. and, and, and and <laughs> and, then all,
5: and all of a sudden i just i have no idea what the injection was and you know uh um, <laughs> And i still don't even know what it is and the judge and the judge, the judge is just going uh counsel, counsel like, well, respond. Right, and, right. And, and then all of a sudden i'm like uh i'll reword i'll reword i'll reword, I'll reword. <laughs> and so and i got to pick it up and i got to respond on my feet like that and we ended up having a great time and I ended up getting the girl's number at the end of the day
0: Look at you. Like, this, so this is a winning thing, it? i walked out of that courtroom
5: and i was like I looked, at my mom, I looked at my mom and I I had the most effective attorney award and that was a, a really great honor that it's still on my resume today. And <laughs> this um, guy's living in the
1: suits. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, really and I, and I, looked at, I, trial.
5: I know, and I looked it's at not. my mom and my mom looked at me and she she saw what happened. And I just looked at her with a biggest smile on my face and I was like, I'm gonna be an attorney one yeah, day. <laughs> Guess what? Uh, that's never
0: happened. <laughs> <laughs> Actually Alex to be honest with you, if you get into the real courtroom and you start unbuttoning top button just yeah. to get some they call that in the real life the Dane Phillips, okay? They <laughs> <laughs> perfected that move, just okay? <laughs> starting to button that
1: button. That could tip the court look. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Finally about buttons, I was always super jealous of guys because they, you know, unbutton their jacket when they sit down and then always whenever they would stand up to object, the guys, you know, the male attorneys would button their jacket up and then say, objection you're right. right." And we female attorneys in our suits are like, we have to have buttoned all (laughs) the time <laughs> this is clothing discrimination. Right? Well, except for certain. No. No, there you where go. I Alex never talk about. Well,
1: And so you know, Alex had kind of previewed that story just a little bit, not the second part, <laughs> yeah, which, that is, was, which is amazing.
5: Well, I told you I had a good story. This, right, so. He saved it. But uh,
1: he, I was like, man, I'm really liking this guy. And then I said, you're not going to be an insurance defense lawyer. And you know what he said?
5: I've clicked there this <laughs> time. Yeah, That's so I, like, look, we've, you we've know, lost another you one know. we've lost another good one which is another funny thing too because my mom before going to law school looked me right in the eyes and she said honey please don't be a criminal defense lawyer wow <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes yeah, just- they- but, but I'm in the criminal practice clinic now at USC Law and and shout out Professor Gaines he's 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 the absolute man and he's great and he's incredible but uh, you know we, we've been going to the jail quite a few times now and every time she goes she's like well I'll be I'll be praying with for you I know your phone's not on but I'll be praying I'll be praying <laughs> hey so, look I was there do, just two hours ago yeah what do
0: what Dave does You just you know make sure everybody knows when you're at the jail <laughs> You got to know my Facebook check ins sure sure yeah know <laughs> so where I'm at. Alex. There was obviously a decision at some point, hey, I'm doing this in high school, and if you want to continue to do it in you know college or law school. What do you remember getting out of the program? In a high, at the high school level that maybe you still use now. Obviously, the rules of evidence are the same.
5: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and the legal jargon and stuff like that from law school to high school is obviously much different, and mm-hmm. you kind of know have a better idea of what you're doing. But uh, you, you mentioned it earlier. Confidence was was super was super important to me, and you know, getting up in front of those people and giving a great opening statement and going through the witnesses and just kind of nailing a trial. Which is super good for my confidence and really just helped me, um, flower into the person I am today. And, you know, th- those kind of skills, public speaking skills, I, and just being extroverted and I'm already an ADD child as it is, if you can't yeah. tell on the podcast already. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it, it was really, really beneficial for me and my development growing up. And it kind of shaped me into the person I am today and it really inspired me to, join the law field, help people and and really, really kind of get into the central culture of that and gave me the confidence to be like, hey, you know what? I can be the an attorney. I can do this. And you know, I sure I'm gonna have to write a lot, sure I'm gonna have to read a lot in the course of that, but I can do all this stuff. I can take the bar exam, I can take the LSAT and and, and get everything done. So I mean that's pretty good.
1: <laughs> well <laughs> Kind of the next thing that comes to mind, and it's a kind of an awkward segue, but it just kind of hit me while he was talking. The
0: ultimate name for this podcast is Awkward Segway. Awkward, <laughs> awkward, awkward segways
1: is, and this would be more towards Megan and this illustrious host. <laughs> I, I didn't do mock trial through the bar. And so I did have kind of my middle school and high school didn't have mock trial, but I did have one middle school teacher who put on a little fake courtroom thing, and I got to do that, and I got to do one as a senior that we did internally, you know, Mm -hmm. intra in the school, Uh, but nothing through the bar, none of this. And so what's the biggest things that you've seen as practicing attorneys, The difference where the rubber meets the road between uh, mock trial. And I don't want to say, you know, the difference between uh, the mock trial and the the real part part. of it, the fake court versus, you know, and I don't mean that's not in a... No, I get what uh, you mean. But, you know, there's different, obviously, rules and... Yeah. I've just been told by some people the way some things are held as far as judging and scoring. uh,
0: So I think, and, you know, Megan said that y'all can kind of You know, disagree with me. I think when you have a mock trial and everything's a contained set of facts, one, everyone knows everything about everything. Like these kids have been working really, really hard. So in real trials, You know, everyone doesn't have the written out. It's not a trial by ambush, like in the solicitor's office. Can't. (laughs) (laughs) I have
1: to always. All right, right, yeah.
0: (laughs) It's gonna be great. Wait for next week's episode. Yeah, (laughs) spoiler. So, no, I think that when you have a where everybody kind of has the same facts, it creates a false (laughs) sense of you know we everyone really knows the case, and so there's a kind of a base level of competency that you'll have in mock trial that you don't have in real trial just because there, you know, you have some really bad lawyers who either miss something or don't have the same facts or whatever else. Sure. So that's the first thing. The second is that in mock trial, and I try not to emphasize this with our kids, but there's a lot of, um... How do I say this? This is one of the times you're going to have (laughs) to... Um try to find the political okay that's what i say. saying well, real or, talk yeah, yeah. try to low
1: SPC I think
0: the students really they see law and order they see whatever so they really want to you know make the dramatic cross examinations they want to you know have a witness they want to be feigning on the stand and whatever else and that's just not <laughs> you know, realistic like the judge would be
1: like "What? Are, what? You yeah. approach the bench right yeah and I mean in them. the bar
0: you know they discourage costuming they discourage accents whatever else but you still have some who get really dramatic with these roles which and, is interesting which I'd is imagine. which it, it makes it great if you're judging or your coaching because you get to kind of fold in the drama kids and, and it makes it entertaining to watch Absolutely. but in real life if you have somebody who is on trial for murder they're probably not going to be you know exhibiting signs of aggression or so. like they'll be well coached up before then so I don't know it's just they're little things but as far as the practice like the starting out it's kind of a, a good start I don't know that's me I don't know about y'all it
2: is a good start yeah. It's it, it misses the 80 you know and I think in real life the um the practice of law, the, the actual trial is only the tip of the iceberg. Where ninety percent of the work is is the <laughs> right. part that you don't see. So the confidence in the courtroom that you gain from having these mock trials is priceless. Right. Um, that's one of the biggest things that you take away from it is is the comfort and the comfort level in the courtroom and the confidence you have in you know having this trial in this case. Um, but you don't get to experience all of the prep work, you know. You don't go through discovery. You don't go through temporary hearings or multiple hearings or plea bargaining. Um, and so there is a lot that you you don't experience in in mock trial that you do experience in the real world. But that's certainly not to. to I think I'm trying. Still, yeah, I'm trying to answer the question of what's different. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's what's different. But it's it's
4: priceless.
1: So. Oh, I'm jealous. To be honest with you, I wish in middle school and mm-hmm. high school I would have been able to participate. Well, go ahead, Cynthia. I'm sorry.
4: I was going to say I think mock trial just whets their appetite That's for a good the way law. To put it. And it also gives them a great introduction to the trial process. Mm -hmm. It is an opportunity for them to gain a respect for the law and for the the attorneys that represent the law, but also to be able to understand the rules of evidence in a modified way. We have law students that come back to me and say, in the first week of law school, I have referenced every single mock trial case I have done (laughs) for middle school and high school. I understand the rules of evidence. And I have professors coming to me saying, why do you know this as a first week 1L? And so I feel like the mock trial sets them up and gives them an advantage over a lot of other law students that have never experienced mock trial because they have that foundation that they get to build on. It's a huge advantage.
0: Isn't yeah. yeah I,
1: I think if you gave a test to yours, to the mock trial participants, I guarantee you they beat most attorneys in a rules of evidence. Oh,
0: absolutely.
5: Yeah. Alex, you would, yeah. And going back on that, on that point, you know, when I did arrive to law school and had this knowledge and, and stuff like that and trying out for Brett Bain's team um last year. Brett Bain's uh, team. Brett, Brett, Bain's. Brett Bain, the, the, our fearless leader, Brett Bain. Sure. Um, so he, uh but I had the confidence going in because I, because I knew how this worked. I knew how to position myself. I knew the rules of evidence too, not as, uh, not as well as I did back in high school, but I knew the rules of evidence and how to, how to go about them and how, when to object, you know, do all those little, the little nuances and ended up helping me make the team. And, and those kind of things, I feel like, um, going forward now about to start my own career, I I can use all the skills that I've learned throughout my mock trial experiences into the courtroom, whether it's, whether you don't have, even though it's not the same at all from an actual mock trial, but the speaking skills, the cross examination skills, directs cl- opening, closing, all that kind of stuff. I, I, I feel like can translate well into the in the practical field of law.
0: So the person here who has most recently been a participant in this program. Um, so Caroline, you first thing you didn't do mock trial your first two years of high school.
3: I didn't. Sadly, I wish I had.
0: Good answer. <laughs> and, and so. Now you're a college freshman. I'm going to give a little background because, you know, and we can cut this if you want me to. Go so ahead. Caroline came into the program. She was the shy one. Yes. She was the person who was quiet. And in fact, I had heard that Carrie was a great writer, but was really shy. So I forgot who told me that. It was like, oh, I don't know how she's going to do on the team. And then what happened?
3: Um, well, I made the team and kept being on the team, so I guess I <laughs> improved somewhat. Um but yeah.
0: You were attorney for two years.
3: Two years, yeah.
0: And uh you got some award, right?
3: Uh MVP What does that stand for? Most valued player.
0: So
1: I mean obviously you did an amazing job at the state. I mean that's where they get Well the award.
0: no. The team the coaches and, and we all got together because it was me um, my assistant teacher, and we said which person made the biggest impact was the on the team. And it was Caroline. And the reason being is because she had this leadership as a senior that was crazy mature and made my job really easy. So um, that's why it was great. You know, that's why we gave her the designation. My... Curiosity for you now is so, how did you? I mean, you did this for two years. You may do this in the future, may go to law school. We'll, we're thinking about it. Um, we are? Yes. Yeah. We are thinking about it. decision. Yeah, this is. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, tell me kind of what impact the Mock trial program had on you. What did you enjoy about it? Uh, and uh, why did you decide to come back after the first year? <laughs> come do it? Yeah, how come he didn't run you away? Yeah, how come I didn't run you away?
3: Well, like you said, confidence was key. Going into my junior year, which is when I started Mock Trial, um, I was looking for something different and something to get me out of my comfort zone because I knew I had to do something in my high school career. And um, I was best friends with um this one girl, Yasmin Lee. And of course, she was the exact opposite of me. She was bubbly, always wanting wanting to um, speak up in class, all of that, and um, so I was talking to her about it, and she was like, well, you should join Mock Trial, and I thought about it, and I decided to try it out, and yeah, I came in really shy, but I think Mock Trial really helped me with that. Um, it forced me to speak up, you know, I didn't really have a choice in that, <laughs> but um, yeah, it helped me gained so much confidence, and
0: yeah. And, so and the rest is history. And the rest is yeah. history. I will tell you, um, and this will totally embarrass you. One of my favorite <laughs> moments as a coach was at her first smart trial competition. Her dad was sitting in the back watching her, <laughs> and I—I met her dad. Where else? But. He just started. You could just see the pride and the joy and the tears. running. It was like, oh, that's my baby. And then it got me going. It was like, heck yeah, this is why we do this. And it's great. So shout out to your dad, who's just the delight. He's the best. Well, going
1: into that, with you saying the weird are thinking about law school, I guess <laughs> I'd imagine as coaches, they become almost like your children, right? You get so invested in. Oh, sure. And kind of nurturing.
0: Oh, no. I pressured them all to <laughs> go to like Yasmin uh, went to Wofford. Uh, so she's my favorite um, but, uh, but no, I, I, I try and keep up with uh, them as much as I can. Uh, they have and one of the cool things we do, I'm not trying to give this to everybody. One of the cool things we do to at Richmond Northeast is during their winter break, we tend, we have a scrimmage where attorneys, real attorneys who I know, Uh, go against my kids and usually the alumni will come back and play the witnesses so one, it's cool to keep up with them make sure they're doing okay, see how they're doing but also they get to beat up on their younger counterparts that are still in school so um, hopefully Caroline and Yasmin and Margaret and Halima and all of them will come back and uh, help out with that.
3: Absolutely
0: yeah, yeah, see, I, I, have it on, <laughs> I have it on record, so can say no. She's already, she's already yeah, agreed. She she's committed. No, I'm ready. So, anyway, we are thrilled to have you guys here. Um, obviously, this is something that we at the podcast, me personally, are very passionate about. I'm like Megan. I wouldn't be a lawyer without this program. So, thank you, Cynthia, and thank you, Bar, for everything you Good, do. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if you're listening to this, You want to change lives. And you want to change lives. And I'm telling you, and, and you know, you, they told me when I first started doing as an attorney coach, you can put in as much or as little time as you want. I don't know any way to do this, but to put in a lot of time, because once you start hanging out with these kids, you start seeing how smart. And then really, as a lawyer, you start remembering why you went to law school, why you got excited to do this. I don't think about the student debt. I don't think (laughs) about (laughs) the student debt. And the honest to goodness truth is, you know, we all I think every lawyer comes in to the profession with some ideal of why you want to do it. We stray uh, one way or the other, depending on what our career is. But this huh. is insurance kind of, defense. Hey, you know what? I work for I work for you guys, the people now. Um, but as a a coach, it's so unbelievably inspiring and pure and cool that it's the best thing that I do, and I, I'm very excited about it. I'm not just saying that to butter up the potential judges who may be <laughs> listening to this. However. You know, yeah. maybe. So if you are looking to volunteer to be a part of the program, you can uh, contact Cynthia at the bar November 9th, February 22nd. Those are the dates that they still need judges for. Do it. It's a Saturday. You'll love it. They give you lunch. It's so much fun and you'll feel great with all the negative things going on in the world today. You'll feel great about the future of uh, South Carolina students by judging the uh, mantra Trial Bar. It's incredibly bright, the future, right? That's you right. Go there and you feel good about yourself. That absolutely <laughs> right. Um, and so, thank you guys for joining us. Remember, you can follow us at SC Law Pod on Twitter and Facebook. You can follow me at Joseph PBS. Follow Dane at SC Crimm Lawyer. Follow Amber Wisher. Good luck. At red, <laughs> at red Judicata. Good luck with having that baby. Good luck with that baby. <laughs> wish Dane, wish Brendy, happy birthday on Facebook or Twitter. And please, 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 if you're listening to this um, and you know somebody who's passed the bar, you pat them on the back, tell them congratulations. One last thing, very small. Uh, the first middle school team I coached was Longleaf Middle School. It was a guy named Richard Fish. His wife passed away this um, a couple days ago. So our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, Mister Fish and his family. Marcy, we love you, and uh, we uh, look forward to seeing y'all next week. On the Direct examination podcast. Thanks. Thanks for
1: listening. Thanks for having us.